Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities you will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, you know I'm pleased and happy to be here with you, uh, to be given the opportunity to talk about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. It is very important that we take a stand and be in a position uh, to make a difference and make sure that our voices are heard loud and clear. Uh, today is uh, What's on Your Mind Thursday, and uh, um, we, we from time to time, uh, allow ourselves just to uh, run our miles a little bit, and today is no different. And so I'm going to start off today by running my mouth about uh, what I feel related to the NBA and uh, what's happening uh, right now with uh, the Golden State Warriors and uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and the NBA just in general. I find the NBA in general is handling their business. And I feel good about where they are as an organization. You know, a lot of people may suggest that we right now have a team that's stacked with talent. Uh, that seemingly uh, is able to uh, win without um, see it a little differently. 
I see an organization that has really stuck its neck out and went after players uh, that would put them in a very unique position. And then I see other teams who are trying uh, to do it without putting their necks on the line. So, you know, a lot of people tend to have gravitated to this in situation where uh, they love LeBron James and they have every right to love LeBron James because of the incredible things that LeBron does off and on the court. Uh, but there are times when I'm watching him play that I see him bullying the other players and uh, getting away with it. But I just I have gravitated to enjoying and liking the Golden State Warriors who uh, are led by Steph Curry who have an image of professionalism outside of green uh, that shows that their skills are just just incredible and that every time there's somebody who steps up uh, to make sure that they're in a position to win. And, again, I like their attitude. I like their attitude in terms of their their, uh, their back office, their management. And it just seems like to me that the NBA is doing what is necessary uh, to keep excitement in the game. Now, there are a lot of other teams out there who have to catch up. And there are a lot of teams out there who are going to have to make commitment uh, to going after players uh, that will make a difference in their league. I would love to have this same excitement for the Magic, uh, but the Magic organization does not seem uh, to be willing uh, to put forth the effort or the money uh, to make a difference in their team. And so I have to hold them accountable for that. But overall, I just like the way that uh, Golden State and Cleveland are carrying themselves. I like the, their commitment outside of the game where they're making statements and being involved in social change. And I think that needs to carry on into all the other professional teams uh, that we – not only are you a player, but you have an obligation outside of playing to make statements that other people can gravitate to and to uh, support you about. And so I just find that to be truly outstanding uh, that we have uh, what is what I feel is the beginning of a change, a beginning where professional athletes are understanding that they have a different level of of, of requirement uh, to be able to speak and say what it is that's on their mind. Uh, D, what what are your thoughts today? And you don't have to. Uh, follow me, follow suit related to uh, the NBA Finals. But whatever is on your mind, let's talk about what's going on uh, with you and with uh, how things are going and uh, what it is that uh, seems to be the focus of your existence. <laughs> well, James, you know, man, I, I do appreciate you, man. I appreciate your show. I appreciate uh, days like What's on your mind Thursday? And so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback a little bit on the NBA. 
uh, especially the contrast between the uh, Golden State Warriors and LeBron James slash the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you know, the Golden State Warriors, first of all, I want to say um, they are a fun team to watch. Um, all of that that you said about them shows uh, a different attitude that they have. And I think attitude is the is the sense of the conversation. Um, now, mind you, they got some of the best talent. The first five on that floor is, some, is a collective talent, uh, some of the best talent that you can find on one team. But they have an attitude of just having fun. Uh, Steph Curry, for one, um, you know I've seen his I've seen his warm up uh, routine, and he like just throwing up shots. He likes doing stuff like like you just do on in in your garage with the, with the basketball goal uh, tacked up uh, to your garage, just throwing up stuff to see if it goes in. And during the game, he does that. He throws up stuff, and then he's like a golfer trying to sink a putt. And when it goes in, he just elated to the fact that dog on that thing really went in. And and so, in contrast, when you you know Le- LeBron James is a great player, and we mentioned the other day that if if, if he's going to be mentioned in the in the in the same breath as Kobe Bryant and and, and Michael Jordan and, and and people of that caliber, the attitude. The attitude of being where you can make other people, where you can bring out the best in other people, and that's that's my whole point of this conversation. Um, you know, when people say, "What is happiness? What makes you happy? Or what is success? What is success? What is what is success to you?" You know, and success to me is bringing the best out of other people. Uh, you know, my family. Um, I'm the player coach in my family. I'm not the leader. I'm I'm the head uh, through in God's eye, but in that I don't act like the leader. I act like part of the team. And in that mindset, I have to be in a position to always bring the positive. Now I know that we go through a lot on a on a weekly basis about what's what's going on in the world, but then I have to be the player coach and and leave that at the door when I go inside the house with my kids and with my wife because they have no idea what it is that we talk about most of the time anyway. So the attitude of being the successful person that gears to making other people happy. And geared to making other other people successful. To me, that's what success is. And so, um, I'm talking about attitude. You know, uh, the more positive, the better. Um, on on a, on a regular basis. And I think it's only that that thing. Thank you. You know, it's amazing to me uh, that we have to do things for ourselves. That put our minds in a different Thank place. Yes, sir. And and one of the things that I do to try to put my mind in a different place is to get involved on a personal level 
and things that are taking me forward. And when I'm inspired by people like LeBron and like Steph Curry, who that are at the top of their game, place where they've worked hard to be, and they uh, are out there scuffling to do their very best. So, D, when you speak about trying to uh, establish uh, yourself and become a little better and make sure that you're taking care of your home base, uh, let me just share a little bit about what I'm doing right now. I have had an E-Trade account for years. And I would put money into that E-Trade account uh, $100 at a time. And before you know it, I'd be going right back in it and dipping it out again. So it really hasn't established itself. In the last two months, I have been buying an index mutual fund. And uh, I got up to about $500 in there right now. And once I get it to 1000 I'm going to um, invest in something else. Uh, but one of the things that make me feel good about it is learning how to become more disciplined and finding the money that you're wasting uh, to invest it in something that may bring you some dividends. And, you know, we have to learn how to take positive steps. I just purchased uh, three books, and I'm going to be talking to you about these three books I purchased, and I'm really going to try to read one of these books within a month. And so, you know, one of the things I like to ask you guys and we talk about is, you know, when we're on this show, we have to bring the best of who we are, and we have to look and be surround ourselves with some knowledge. And so I heard about, about a, a young man named uh, not a young man, but a professor named Michael um, Dyson. And he sounds so intelligent to me when I was looking at him on YouTube. And I said, listen, I need to learn a little bit more about this man and listen to what he's saying and try to incorporate some of his thinking into my head. And, you know, it is important, Cheryl, uh, that as we grow together on this show, uh, that we're able to incorporate positive thinking. Um, we need to incorporate aggressive thinking. Uh, we need to just do everything we can to make sure that we don't stay at the same place we were when we started. And so as we talk about what's on your mind Thursday, we have to be ready to talk about things that our audience needs to learn and hear about uh, on a lot of different uh, areas so that we can be effective in the change that we want to bring about in our in our communities, in our cities, and in our state. Uh, we have to grow and advance as a radio show so that we stay, uh, stay active and positive so people want to remain listeners. doing good evening um you know you are right um and i too am one of those that um enjoy soaking up knowledge 
my goal is to read three books a month. And I'm also doing, um, and I do different things every year as far as with the Bible. You know, I may read it front to back. Right now I'm reading it chronologically order, um, you know, different things, different ways. But always to be soaking up more and more knowledge because there's always things that we don't know. And I find, too, you know, that being here on this um, radio show has gained me a lot of knowledge as well. And in the process of reading books, I know y'all um, remember um, when Nate Mothers was on here, um, James took the opportunity to tell her, the publicist, about my story. And I am in the process of writing my own book with the same publicist. So we have a lot of advantages as far as being on the radio show, um, taking in more and more knowledge, because it helps us along the way. And, you know, one of the things that I do do, I am a person that helps people because I've taken on, you know, just like you say what you're doing right now, James, I've taken on the responsibility of a set of twins that'll be three years old on Saturday. And this is a whole new adventure for me all over again. But, and for how long, I don't know. Um, and I don't know if it's temporary, definitely, or whatever it is at the time. But giving them something and not letting them miss the fact of being loved and the opportunity of making them feel special. And one thing I do do as far as with my friends, I show them exactly who I am. You know, if I say, if you need me, I'm there, then I actually, that's who I am and that's what I do. You know, I find myself being more of a friend to individuals than they are to me. And it's okay because everybody's not at the same spot, you know, place in their lives. But... I tried to do everything that I could and whatever I could as far as, you know, being a help to them. And when I'm not able to help in whatever area, I'm always praying, you know, for them because that we know that God can do things that we are unable to do. He just put us in the position to be able to do those things you know, to help people. But um, now when it comes to the basketball game, I'm out the loop. I stopped watching basketball when the um, when the Lakers and the Celtics and, you know, Cooper and Magic Johnson and all of them was playing. So I haven't watched um, basketball to know um, anything Me about neither. the players other than, other than the names that I hear um, – you know, the common names, but as far as their character and how they play the game, I'm not even familiar with it. But it's a lot of things that we can do every day to um, to become better individuals and to gain knowledge. And just so happens those are my things that I'm in the process of doing now um, to gain, you know, to continue to gain knowledge. Well, I find that, you know, it's when I listen to you, and, you know, I'm going to tell you and, and D right up front, 
I think there's a place for me related to what I can give to my community, what I can um, make, the kind of positive steps I can make. And I know that all of us need to do that. But when I hear that you've taken on the responsibility of two little babies, and I heard you talk about that the other day on the radio show while you were uh, on the road, you indeed are doing what is necessary for our country to move forward, and that is to stimulate and uh, be actively involved in raising kids, taking kids to a level where they can be our future. And so much of what we do and talk about is what we're, is the future of our communities, and we can't do that unless we have an impact on young people. And uh, when I talk about young people, that's infants all the way up to the age of 18. We have to be positively looking to impact their lives and make them understand the value of who they are. And there's nothing more valuable than our young people, but we're losing so many of them, D, uh, to what is becoming a common addiction to violence and uh, crazy behavior. Uh, You just can't get beyond the fact uh, that those, the young people we we, uh, hear about so often are doing things that are going to uh, deteriorate their existence and uh, make us unable to have the effect on the world that we want to to have. Well, James, you know, um, for me, uh, that's the beauty recognizing the uh, the importance of tomorrow. Tomorrow is a, a new chance to do something about the past. Um, you know, uh, I've learned this year that it's more in, it's more important for me to find a lane of life, to find a lane, build that lane, and stay in that lane. And, you know, uh, you know, uh, like Ms. Audrey said, we can easily get distracted about all the other noise that's going on in the world and, and, and try to get caught up and try to, um, try to be the one to make the difference, not a difference, but make the difference. And in doing that for me, and this is only for me, um, I lose out on what life really is. Because, you know, uh, since I found a new path in life, life for me is is a lot more pleasant. Um, I, 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 I learn to enjoy the rain. I enjoy to enjoy the thunder. I enjoy uh, the the overcast sky. I enjoy the the beauty of a cornfield, and there's nothing in there but but corn salt. It's just the the wonder of just being in existence, being a part of. And I think that's the the thing that we miss out on the most. Um, um, You know, I was talking to my son today. Uh, he's twenty twenty eight, my oldest son, and 
you know, he's going. He's, he's still going through that period uh, between the ages of 17 and 25, and you know, and and not really knowing what their purpose is in life, uh, trying to figure out on their own what their purpose is, and getting frustrated and trying to figure that out. And so, you know, I find I find gratitude in knowing that no matter how old I get and how old they get we still can help guide them along. Because if we don't care enough to guide them along and if we made the mistakes that we made over the past 30 years, assuming that they'll get it, I think that that's a, a, a huge detriment in, in that assumption. They're not, they probably won't get it. They probably will, but they probably won't. And the opportunity that are, that are missed and us trying to guide them. And we're not trying to help them. We're just trying to guide them. Um, and, and, and my existence, um, that's, I find great gratitude in that. And I think I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. Let me just say to you as we talk, you know, we don't never know exactly where we're going to go and what is going to be said. But we always need to speak from a place of honesty when it comes to sharing our thoughts on the show. And as you were talking, Dee, I was thinking about how important there is to have a monarch family, uh, one to help uh, those of us who are trying to strive to make things happen. I know that I truly miss my mother and father uh, because I don't have that additional information that I need uh, to help me avoid pitfalls. And so it is so important to have a monarch in your family, one that uh, gives you the information from their heart and won't ever tell you anything that they uh, would, would hurt you, that you know everything that they're saying to you, they're saying to help you avoid. So a lot of times, I'm very aggressive with some of the things that I do because I don't have my mother's voice or my father's voice in the background giving me some additional information to help me avoid pitfalls. And so, uh, Cheryl, you know, as much as we know, there is someone there uh, that can help us get around some things that might not necessarily be what it is that we need to to do. And so we have to really be able to have that monarch. Do you have a monarch in your family? Uh, yes, that would be my mama. Um, and I think I told you um, a little bit that, um, well, that she graduated Friday with her master's in theology. And um, she went back to school when her girls, and she had all girls, were in high school to get her GED. And then after that, she got an associate. She became a minister. She got a her bachelor's degree. And then on um, Friday, she got her um, master's degree. And we can sit there and listen for hours of 
the challenges, the obstacles, the laughs, the adventures, all of those things that got her to the place where she is today. But the one thing about her is is that we know because of what she do, we can do anything. And anything is possible, especially because we know of her background, that her mother couldn't read, her father could read. Um, you know, they grew up as sharecroppers and worked on a plantation and stuff. So we are able to get all of that from her, but not only get it from her, I've been able to pass it on to my children, and they are able to talk to their grandchildren. So we look to her for a lot of things. You know, um, and she has been an example to us as far as, you know, keeping um, our credit, not saying that we always did, but, I mean, she's always has good credit. She's always been an upstanding um, citizen, people who, you know, look up to. And when we were coming up, our house was full of children. We always had somebody that she was – that she had took in. So I guess that's where we get it from as well. You know, we are giving back to society just how she gave back, and she also has her own ministry. So she is constantly giving um, back and doing things within the community. And I'm the director of her ministry, so I'm a big part of that, you know, giving back to the community. So, yeah, I do. It is it is amazing to me uh, the kind of momentum and inspiration that we can get from those who have came before us. And if we just focus on using some of their uh, their tricks and that they use uh, to uh, keep ourselves going in the right direction. And uh, that's what I think I miss the most about not having my mother and father and my grandfather and those who have uh, made such positive efforts uh, to make things happen. And uh, so we are always looking and and trying to make a comparison of what it is we're accomplishing uh, based on those monarchs that are in our family. And Dee, I'm so glad you returned because when we, when you um, talk about your mother uh, and the things that she did and how she inspired you to get your life back on track, and we're just talking about how it is just so nice as we struggle to make things better for ourselves and our children uh, that we uh, use some of those, some of those things that our monarchs use. Uh, to keep us going in the right direction. Uh, sometimes I take risks that I would not take if my mother was around. And a lot of times when I talk about investing in homes and doing things uh, to make life better, things would have already happened had my monarch uh, still been living. And so, you know, we, we really have to take advantage of those people who uh, have a few years on us or to make our futures better. 
Well, Jamie, you know, I can really appreciate the shift in the conversation uh, because all of this is, is vitally important. Um, you know, that's why I believe that Ms. Cheryl has taken on the role of being the surrogate parent for these twins um, to instill and to upload or download information to them, even if it's going to be for a short period of time. I I'm, I feel confident enough that Ms. Cheryl is savvy enough, if I can be allowed to use that word, uh, that she's savvy enough to utilize the time that she has with these twins. They will remember things that she will teach them when they become of age, no matter no matter what age that is. Uh, in God we trust, we have to trust that. That's that's the, that's the purpose of our existence on earth. Um, now I'm not a huge fan of the subject of paranormal, uh, 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 paranormal. Uh, psychology. However, um, when you speak about our monarchs and Ms. Cheryl still has her with her, I, on the other hand, do not have mine with me in the physical sense. Uh, but I think about her every day. And, um, and the information that she downloaded to me when she was here, I I'm pretty confident that she's still doing that because uh, everything I do, hear me, everything I do is to make her proud. You understand? And so that's my driving force. And I say to you, James, that, um, you know, the the decision-making that you make uh, in your areas of investment, you already know the answer. Um, if if your mother was the person that you relied upon to guide you in that area, then you were paying attention long enough, I'm sure, to understand what it was that and and, and the way that she would do things. Also, in relying on your faith, uh, you have to um, acknowledge that she is still communicating with you. Okay, uh, you know a few a few. Uh, weeks ago, we we, we was talking about uh, how to listen and being uh, in tune well enough with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, uh, or wherever you choose to um, acknowledge as your superior or your superior uh, intellect, you know, other than yourself. You know, we we do have ourselves, and ourselves will kind of guess us, but we know that if we do the research first, we do the research, and there is no excuse in, in modern time not to do the research. We do the research. Everything is free now. We don't even have to go to the library anymore. Everything is free. So there is no excuse to make the the wrong decision. In fact, we will make some wrong decisions, but with research, like Ms. Cheryl, she's big on research. And so with the research, y'all, we are uh, amped to make the right investment. And I make investments all the time, but the investment I make is in myself. And because I know that if, if things go awry, there's nobody to blame but myself. So, you know, um, and, I, and I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, of course, the, the, the returns may not be as lucrative in the short run, 
but uh right now I am pretty confident and, and pretty uh pretty stable in the ideas and, and the things that I choose to do. But yes, uh your your monarch she's still talking to you, your father's still talking to you, your grandparents are still talking to you. We have to learn how to listen a little better. Thanks. Of us doing what it is that we have to do, we all have to realize those of us who take on the the journey or take on the responsibility is that we have to be a positive role model for people outside of ourselves. Uh, we cannot uh, go about this journey and only impact those who are the ones we love. We have to be prepared and ready to go beyond uh, just ourselves and incorporate the lives of others. It is, uh, George, what we're trying to do is not just talk to be talking. We're talking so that people who are listening uh, can become involved and engaged in making our world better and uh, that we are seeking to make a difference with our voices and with our efforts uh, to be on this show. And so we got to make sure people understand we're just not here just to be entertaining ourselves. We're trying to make some kind of difference in the world beyond the cities that we live in. We see some things going on that we want to engage and inspire others uh, to make some kind of change or difference instead of just being angry about what's happening around you and around you. And certainly when you take on the responsibility of raising children, either in the short term or the long term, you're trying to make a difference in their lives. Are you there, Cheryl? I am going to take a short break, guys, so that we can allow uh, Cheryl an opportunity to get back on the show.
This is James Peter Shea, the host of Thought, Love, and Reflections, brought to you Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. It is time for us to be a part of a movement that is making a difference and making sure that God knows our voice, hears our voice, and knows the direction that we want to go in. Uh, Cheryl, are you there? I'm here. I'm sorry. I um, came to a, a drop zone. Okay. Uh, Cheryl, you know, we, I am truly in amazement uh, that you found it necessary uh, to go back to the responsibility of raising uh, infants, even if it's for a short period uh, or if it turns into a long period of time, uh, we know that time to time some things you are asked to do and you're not really given a choice, uh, that you just know that you've been called uh, to stand up in the gap uh, for two people who really need your assistance. And so uh, it is amazing that you have uh, taken on this challenge uh, this this late in uh, your your life. It is, um, but you know, when I left um, Tennessee, the young lady that I was there for her, if she ever needed me, and she needed me, and she called, and I didn't think twice about it. Um, but you know, I find that it's not as hard as. Um, it could be because I immediately put them on a routine. Um, I get up in the morning, I get their breakfast prepared, then I get them up, get them dressed, start their way. Um, they take a nap during the day at a certain time, they get their bath and they go to bed. I have the rest of the night. You know, I don't have them up 10, 11 o'clock at night um, or let them sleep all morning. So we can get them to the point where, um, they can get on a routine, and I know they weren't because she actually has six kids. I only have two of them. So mm-hmm. um, this is something that was needed. You know, I didn't want to see them fall by the wayside. I didn't want to see them put in foster care because of the things that was going on in their home. Um, and really, you know, they have been really resilient because um, – remarkable because they've only seen me when I go visit Tennessee and go to church because they weren't born when I left and they have taken Mm -hmm. to us. And not only that, you know, my family has all rallied in Uh, my sister, my, uh, my daughter, uh, my son, because he even, you know, giving a portion of his um, room and helping out with them as well. So, you know, when we, do things and they know how their mother is, is that they all rally around, you know. Um, So this was not a no-brainer. It was not anything um, that I felt like was going to stop me from living such a life because, I mean, anything that I do, I can always do with children, and I know how to utilize my family because, you know, like we always say on the show, it takes a village to raise a child, and I definitely use my village that I have. I don't try to, you know, I'm not going to try to think where it, um, 
where I'm not able to do anything. I mean, I went worked out this morning. Um, my son watched them while I did with no problem at all. You know, I'm not going to stop the things that I'm doing because of them, but I want to, you know, to add to their lives something that they didn't have. And um, I think that's important, you know, just like we always say, each one reach out to one, and we'll be making a difference in the lives of others. And sometimes, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because sometimes we – we make a difference in people's lives in ways other people find confusing. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people wonder why I do the things I do, but they seem simple to me. Uh, but at the same time, other people probably look at it and say, they say, why do you do that? But we find our zone. We find what is 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 um, is responsible for us or our journey uh, that feels good, and works within our system. And so, D, you know, we all have to find a system uh, to reach out to others that fit us, that makes it easy for us to make accomplishments. Uh, to give you an example, I have uh, alcohol in my in my room, and uh, I've always been someone who has alcohol in my in, around me, but I'm not a drinker. And, uh, you know, so some people wonder, well, you know, some people have a real problem with alcohol and drugs, but I don't have that problem because they can be right there next to me and I, I'm not going to participate. And so you have to find how what in life is easy for you to do and easy for you to accomplish. Uh, and, and it doesn't interfere, interfere with your life to the point that it can be devastating or be um, – uh, not be positive. Uh, we have to do what we have to do in order to make life not be- not only better for ourselves, but better for others. Well, James, I got to tell you that uh, when we get to that point, when we find that zone, when we get to that plateau in life, then we have truly began to arrive. Um, you know, and I want to use the scenario about you having alcohol in your, in your home and not a drink. Uh, when I got to the point of realization that some things in life are just not for me, I can't do what everybody else can do, um, then I was able to recover. Because, again, some things are just not for me. I don't have to be the type that just do everything. Or just do everything just because everybody else wants to do it. When I got to that, when I got to that realm in life, then that was the turning point for me. Um, so you know, Michelle spoke about again <laughs> doing doing for others and not expecting nothing in return. That's another plateau in life that when we get to that point, then life is, starts to be really sweet for us. Because when we start to look for recognition and when we start to expect things from other people and they don't follow through with our expectations, that leaves some kind of void in our heart. And so when we do things just because we like doing it or just because we feel good in in the way of helping, helping others and knowing that in the long run and maybe even the short run, we can set an example for them to follow 
then that's reward enough. You know, when you go to Facebook, and, and they said one of the, 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 the huge detriment in Facebook uh, is people committing suicide because they can't get they can't get the lights that they're looking for when it comes to their opinion. And I find that really fascinating that other opinions of us are so important that we base our life on what they think of us. That's really fundamental. And so if we can ever get to a point, and I think that's something that we, I teach my, my boys that all the time. Uh, uh, such and such said something. Trace on said something to me. And then I have to, in a uh, loving but stern tone, to say, <laughs> who cares what he says about you? And that's what my mother used to tell me. It don't matter. It doesn't matter what people say about you. You find yourself in life. And 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 that's where I am now. Find your lane in life, construct and nurture your lane. You know, and we want we yes we want to we want to be able to evaluate world events and things of that sort. But we also want to be happy in life. So I think it's important to find our lane, cultivate our lane, and make the best of it this time, which is it was not a lot of time that we have on earth. You know, my dad died at sixty three years old. That's not that's not a lot of time, you know. So uh, you know, if if we do, if you know, I think Miss Sherry is a testament. I keep bringing her, using her name. I hope she don't mind. <laughs> you know, uh, she she's a testament that if you change your life, if you change your lifestyle, then you will get up, get out, and do something. And I think that's what it's all about. Just being able to get out, get out. Get up and do something, and keep doing something. Don't stop doing something, even after you retire. Retirement means you 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 tired. Don't be tired. Keep doing something. Keep moving, and and uh and and keep living. Thank you. You know, it's so amazing when I listen to you and Cheryl uh, that I recognize that I have to incorporate what you are saying uh, that you do in your life into my own and that I can't let anyone else be responsible for who I am and my existence and my daily routine other than myself. And uh, what we need to do is make it sure that we recognize that we have a responsibility to the world uh, that goes, uh, has to be incorporated within our day. Uh, And uh, we need to recognize that we are, here for a reason. That reason has to be to benefit the lives of others. And so often, you know, we just going about our day to make sure our bills are paid, uh, make sure our house uh, is taken care of. Uh, but there's a need uh, to spread some joy and happiness to the lives of others. Uh, I have only one child that uh, I played a major role in uh, getting them uh, to adulthood. Uh, I did teach for 30 years, and hopefully during that 30-year period, I said something to my students uh, that encouraged them as well. Uh, but I cannot sit back and uh, allow a uh, rest on my laurels. I have to just keep on pushing and uh, say something to somebody uh, that might give them some additional encouragement. Because uh, we all need encouragement. We all need to uh, feel like we can 
and we can. There's something special about ourselves uh, that God has given us that we need to share with other people. It can't be about just us waking up every morning and doing uh, things that uh, don't affect anybody else other than ourselves. I look so forward to this show uh, and being able to talk to uh, those of you who call in on a regular basis uh, and give that as a product to the people out there that are listening. Uh, we got a job to do, and uh, that job is to make sure that all of us, people of color, are, are being engaged in the battle to make life better. And when and Joyce, I mean, excuse me, when Cheryl is out there raising two little babies, and those babies are, we don't know who those babies are going to be. You know, when you turn your back on babies, you know you may be turning your back on the next Martin Luther King. You might be turning your back on the next Oprah Winfrey. You don't know who those babies are going to be, but if your intervention allows them to reach their greatness, that's what life is all about, Cheryl. Absolutely. And, you know, we are all here, put here as servants of God. If we can't serve, then we are not doing our job, you know, in whatever capacity that may be in. You know, everybody may have their difference. You know, that's just like you. You reach through your radio show. You're reaching out to millions of people, whereas, you know, some of us, it may be only a few at a time. But with you, you reaching more than one at a time. But we reach one that helps one, and then they go on, and, it's just, and it becomes, you know, broader. And just like you said, we can't afford for our children to fall by the wayside. They are our future. And if we let them down and they can't depend on us, then who will they depend on? We have to be teachers to them. We have to take them in. We have to show them love because we're looking for greatness to take place. And we, can, we can't keep going backwards in life. We want these individuals to be somebody, individuals to be able to carry on. And just like you said, you know, we don't know what they will become and what instilling in them you know, um, making a difference. And I know it makes a difference because, you know, even me sending pictures back to, you know, the mama, it was like they so happy that, you know, this is done, that's done. Um, and look at it. And, I mean, they're not crying to go home. They're not crying or anything. So if they're not crying, they have to feel good about what's going on, you know, where they are right now. And I just thank God that I'm in a position that I was able to immediately go out there and go get them and turn back around things and not miss a beat, you know, with the things that I do in my life. So I thank God, you know, for that. Yeah, it's important that we continue to do our due diligence and so that we can make or create an environment uh, that we can spread the glory of what has been shared with us and in our spirit. Uh, D, if you can keep uh, saying your mom taught you and everything you learned to make your life worth living to yourself, uh, then you are, you're not, you know, it's important that we give what it is within us 
to others so that they understand the importance of knowing what it is to, to do what is necessary. I know that I really appreciate that my parents instilled in me a desire to wake up every morning and do them 30 years I did. That was a long 30 years, but those 30 years have put me in a position uh, to do some of the things that I'm doing now. So I appreciate how they raised me so that I can now uh, uh, be in a position uh, to stimulate and uh, encourage others uh, to do some of the things that I've done. Well, James, you know, just as you said that, man, uh, <laughs> a vision of my mom popped in my head. And, you know, she would look at me cross-eyed and say, how could you do that? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to not share what it is that you've learned over these 62 years and keep it to yourself? And then the question would be, and which is my favorite phrase now, who does that? You see, you know, uh, when Ms. Cheryl just spoke about um, uh, us uh, reaching out to our children, dude, we're reaching out to our grandchildren. We kind of let our children or our generation or generation after us, we let them fall through the track, through the crack. Um, I want to be clear and not forget where we did drop the ball in that. All right. So going forward, we are not going to let this happen again. We are not going to let this. Anybody that's in the sound of my voice, we are not going to let. Uh, we are not going to drop the ball and let our kids succumb to the confusion that they are trying to impose upon them. If you got any decency that God has given you in your lifetime, you got to step up and be somebody, and be about it. You got to be about it. You, uh, you just Like you were saying the other day, James, uh, uh, are we at a point in our life that we take what uh, what we earn, our riches, and, our, and, the, and the things that we've obtained in life, and is that it? Uh, is that as good as it gets? My contention is no. That is not as good as it gets. Though all those things are temporary. We are supposed to do like the painting does, to reach down and grab somebody and help them learn how to how to pull themselves up. But we need to be that helping hand. Jesus did the same thing. Jesus did the same thing. He showed them how to fish. Surely he could have filled the, the, the boat up with fish. But that that's pointless. The point is we have to show them how to fish so they they can be able to sustain for themselves. And that's our that's our purpose for existing in the first place. I'm I'm sure of that. Thank you. And so many of the things that we learn uh, from church help you to understand what the process is about. You know, when he talked about when he gave the the gifts to the three different men, and uh, the two uh, men went about their business to increase those gifts, uh, what it says is, I don't care uh, what you do, but you got to do something with those gifts to try to multiply them either through your efforts or your shared ability to share information with others. Uh, Just to keep what I gave you and remain in the same place is not going to be rewarded. And so, you know, the fear is that we cannot bury our gifts and we cannot be afraid to share them with others. Uh, We have to be willing to 
multiply them in any way possible so the world gains uh, strength and inspiration from what has been shared with us. So, Cheryl, you know, it is, it just would not have benefited you or others if you just maintained your love uh, and for family without extending that, that family to other people. Uh, and that is what keeps you uh, moving forward is that you are allowing others to benefit from what was uh, placed in your spirit. You're right. You know, we can't be selfish. Um, he didn't instill those things in us to keep it to ourselves. And he expects us to be able to share with others. And, you know, you heard the phrase, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Well, just like he gave us those things, he can take those things away from us as well. And we don't want that to happen. So that's why it's so important that we take and we spread, you know, out what it is that we, the gift that we've had. And I mean, and we all talk about the different things because, you know, we all come from different backgrounds but we all learn different things that we pass on and given us the knowledge to be able to do that. So in doing that, that means he's gave, he's given us each, you know, different gifts, different talents, different things that he expects for us to have it be to multiply. And we can't sit on those things. You know, we, we have to look at them grow. We have to look at them um, flourish. We have to be able to see things that he gave us and others as well because we won't be here always. So we need people to carry those things on. And believe me, you know, even no matter what we're doing, even if we're not with contact of the person, somebody is watching us. And somebody is watching the things that we're doing, and they are learning from those things that just simply by watching. So imagine if we poured things into other lives and people are watching the things that we're doing, meaning the gifts and the talents that he's given us, then that's a whole lot right there. But if we don't do anything with it, then we've gotten the growth of other people and we are not giving them the opportunity to be able to advance through seeing us. Or from us teaching them. All right, we're going to take a short break and come back and allow uh, everyone to give their final thoughts this evening.
And I'd like to uh, uh, employ everybody to re- relearn both those prayers. Um, dissect them, take them in smaller chunks, try to ingest them, and learn a new meaning in life in doing so. Thank you. I, as always, want to thank you all for your continued seeing you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time uh, so that we can continue our efforts to talk about the things that impact our lives now and in the future. It is so important that we realize that we have a purpose and that people have to recognize that we're not going to let others speak for us, but we can truly speak for ourselves. Uh, Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. The company is using our great-grandmother's pickle recipe. Cucumbers, dill, peppers, and garlic. That's it. Pairing that with a Triscuit. It's been around for over 100 years. Triscuit starts with three ingredients. It's really simple. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show. I've never had it so good sports radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about play.